This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. But over the weekend, we saw USC quarterback Caleb Williams visibly upset after losing to Washington. Yes. It appeared that he was crying. And of course, you know the internet did not take kindly yes. to this. Do you think this is okay for quarterbacks to show this kind of emotion? Uh, to a point, yes. I, I, I do think it's okay to be vulnerable. I do think it's okay to show emotion. But I will also say that you have to be careful. Put the internet aside for a second. Let's just put that to the mm-hmm. side. If you're talking about being the leader of a football team and you're talking about someone who has won the Heisman Trophy, who has been to the pinnacle, I think you have to worry about what do the people in that locker room think? So why are you crying? And because it looks like to me that you're taking this, there's a difference between you're taking it hard because of all the work that you put in as a team and you're taking this hard because you just want to win. It makes you look bad. Maybe it's affecting your draft stock. I don't know. But it comes off to me as being a little too self-involved. I think that's my issue. If you want to say, oh, quarterbacks shouldn't cry, or football players should cry, whatever. You can have that argument to yourself. To me, I'm thinking if I watch my quarterback, why isn't he talking to us? Why isn't he with us? Why isn't he, why isn't he next to his brother here who has fought just as hard as he has during the offseason and during this game? And why isn't he with us? And then we can talk about this together. I feel like the thing that bothers me more than anything is that Caleb Williams seems to be on more of an island by himself and worried about what he's going through and everything that he's experiencing and how this might affect him as opposed to how this is affecting the rest of the team because this is not the first time we've seen something like this this season. And wherever we see it, it's Caleb Williams doing his own thing. That's the concern to me. Right. It felt like he was mourning the loss of his Heisman. And his draft yes. stock here, yes. as opposed to mourning the loss of, you know, his team. Because I feel like most normal athletes, wouldn't you be crying in the locker room? Like, as much as I dump on Cam Newton, at least he's going to his own locker room and crying with his right. teammates, you know, with his towel around his head. Um, so it's not the fact that he's crying and showing emotion. I think that is fine. Like, we've seen it from other quarterbacks this year. After, what was it, the win over Oregon, Michael Penix Jr. had like happy tears because it was such Mm -hmm. an emotional moment for him. But you're right. I think it's the place that it's coming from. And also, it's not just one isolated incident. This is the quarterback who was asking for ownership in the team. Like, was that just a rumor? Like, obviously, like, it could have just been a rumor. I think this is allegedly speaking. He was a quarterback that was making some very high demands in a draft that he hadn't been even taken in yet. So it just feels right. like maybe his head is getting a little bit too big. And again, it feels odd when you see somebody like mourning a loss, not beside their teammates. I think that's exactly it. He seemed, you, you said it perfectly, which is, are you just concerned with how this is going to affect you and your accomplishments? Because that's what it feels like to me. Where are your teammates? Why aren't you with mm-hmm. them? Yeah, or maybe he's just a mama's boy. I don't know. Uh, But that was what I took away from it. I do not know him personally. But let's talk about the best of the weekend and bring in David here to do a little MVP Monday. MVP Monday. I will say this, and I will just leave it at this. I've been the biggest 
Caleb Williams detractor that I know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I Listen, from the first loss to this loss, it's been progressively worse. He's yelling at his teammates at first loss. The second loss, after they lose, he sits on the sideline for 10 minutes and pouts by himself, by the way, like you mm-hmm. said. And then on this loss, he goes up to his family who have to console him and put a piece of paper over his face so people can't visibly see him cry. So it's very interesting. I Listen, the guy's got all the talent in the world, all the physical talent in the world. Once again, I will say, I think it comes down to him being mentally tough, and I'm not sure if he's got Mm -hmm. that and if he'll make it in the NFL. But that being said, let's transition to our MVPs and the guy that made him cry. Dylan Johnson, Washington Huskies. And now ready for Dylan Johnson. Can they get him? Down for the pylon. Touchdown. Johnson on the pitch. Gets the drive started with a big chunk play. It's a foot race. Dylan Johnson finally shoved out of bounds. Johnson. Touchdown number four. What a duel. The Huskies running back carried 26 times for 256 yards and four touchdowns as number five Washington remained undefeated on the season with a 52-42 to win over number 20 USC. Johnson and the Huskies moved to 9-0 and on the season. Nominee number two, Jalen Milrow. So Alabama would love a score here with just over a minute to go in this quarter. Milrow. Thinking about throwing it again, and now he takes off. Jalen Milrow, touchdown, Alabama. Second down and five. Alabama can get a first down at the six-yard line. And it's Jalen Milrow, pump fakes. Jalen Milrow, touchdown, Alabama. Again, four for number four. Milrow completed 15 of 23 passes for 219 yards, but it was his running ability that sparked Alabama to their 42-28 win over LSU. Milrow carried 20 times for 155 yards and four touchdowns as the Crimson Tide moved to 6-0 in the SEC West and 8-1 overall. Nominee number three, C.J. Stroud, Houston Texans. And now, can they win it? Stroud. To the end zone, touchdown, Tank Dell. C.J. Stroud leads a magical drive. Stroud threw for 470 yards and five touchdowns as the Texans beat Tampa Bay 39-37. Stroud led a game-winning drive going 75 yards in just 40 seconds for the winning score over the Bucks with a 15-yard TD pass to Nathaniel Dell, who caught his second TD of the day. And nominee number four, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Blaney, NASCAR. Chastain down the backstretch for the final time. Blaney is going to run in his tire tracks. You know, winning is in his family's DNA, and Ryan has just crested the mountain of all wins. Ryan Blaney is a NASCAR Cup Series champion. Blaney finished second in the race at the Phoenix Raceway, but finished number one in the Cup Series, taking home his first season-long NASCAR title. 
the 29-year-old driver, the second consecutive cup title for Roger Penske Racing following Joey Logano's win in 2022. Basically, Blaney has turned left better than anyone else this year. So, Jenks, who is your Monday MVP? Got to give it to CJ Stroud, baby. Oh, my God. What a performance. I mean, really, what a performance. When you see a performance like this, this was a performance that you would put on when he was playing at Ohio State and they were taking on Iowa or something. I mean, to throw for five touchdown passes and 470 yards in the National Football League and then to lead this comeback was unbelievable. Houston has a quarterback. And C.J. Stroud already looks like the class of the bunch. And he even said before this drive, give me the football, let, let me win this game for us. And that's exactly what he did. And if you listen to the guys in that locker room, you don't necessarily get that benefit of the doubt if you play in the NFL, particularly if you're a rookie quarterback. To a man, every person in that Texas locker room has been saying for a few weeks now, oh, C.J.'s the guy. This guy's a hell of a quarterback. He's a hell of a leader. He's our guy. He showed it yesterday. This guy's going to be an absolute star. C.J. Stroud, MVP. C.J. Stroud's definitely a great one, but maybe I'm going to throw out a name there that we haven't mentioned just yet. Can we give some love to Josh Dobbs, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings? Yes, the Vikings now. He was on the Cardinals. He was on the Steelers. He was on the Titans. But now he is leading game-winning drives for the Minnesota Vikings. He just got there. He was thrown into the mix after Jaron Hall got a concussion because Kirk Cousins tore his ACL. So now the Vikings are on their backup, backup quarterback. The expectations were not high for Josh Dobbs. We're not talking about a first-round quarterback. We're talking about a guy that was drafted in 2017 by the Steelers and had to wait five years to make a start in the NFL. All he did was go 20 of 30, two touchdowns, and hit the game-winning touchdown with 22 seconds left on the clock for a comeback win for the Vikings, 31 to 28 over the Falcons. Yes, it's not a lot to play for for the Vikings, but I feel like Josh Dobbs deserves some credit, so I'll give it to him. Josh Dobbs, my MVP of this Monday. Well, definitely not giving it to Josh Dobbs, jerk. Um, yeah, we had him in Survivor. We had the Falcons. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with Dylan Johnson from Washington for the Washington Huskies. Uh, when you think Washington Huskies, you definitely think Michael Penix Jr. and those two. The, the wide receiver core that is just elite for them and that passing game. But for him to show up in the way that he did in a game that was just absolutely must watch, 256 yards, four touchdowns, puts them on his back. And you could visibly see, like, after the game that that kid was exhausted. Like, he gave his everything <laughs> in that game. So my my MVP for this week absolutely goes to Dylan Johnson, who put literally put the Huskies on his back and ran with it. So Dylan Johnson. There were a lot of good okay. ones this weekend. Like, I think you could argue for a lot of these guys, other than, like, I'm not going to give it to Ryan Blaney because he didn't win the actual race. Like, don't you kind of have to have, like, the cherry on top of the cake or the dessert to win MVP Monday? Because it was actually Ross Chastain that won that actual race. But nobody chose uh, Jalen Milrow, huh? 
Well, I think it's also because a we he sort of set the bar and he he tends to do this, but also b LSU can't stop anybody. So not tonight. He was unbelievable. Okay, he was fantastic. Mm. Let's give him his props. But also LSU has proven all season long. I believe going into this game, they had what the eighty fourth ranked rushing defense in college football. So yes. Awesome Jalen Miller, but also you're going up against a team that has proven it just doesn't stop the run. Yeah, defense is really bad. Uh, it felt like a lot of Heisman campaigns came to an end because didn't we think that this would be a good shot for Jaden Daniels to possibly win the Heisman? But obviously when you leave the game with an injury and your team doesn't win, yeah. that kind of sucks for you. But he did look unstoppable in the first half. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, he's 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 unfortunately a victim of just like we were talking about where he's lights out he can do everything but also especially in college football more so than other sports you do have to win and your Heisman Trophy candidate gets punished for those losses even if it's not your responsibility yeah even though Caleb Williams you deserve some of the the discredit for your own uh, Heisman campaign because I don't think he's somebody that can sit there and say well I did all I could do it's my defense's fault which, you know, the defense hasn't been great for USC either, uh, but we will see who actually wins the Heisman. Are you actually going to watch the Heisman? I don't think I've actually watched the ceremony in a long time. I think the last time I yeah. watched it was when Joe Burrow won the award, and that was one of the better speeches I think I've seen in a long time. Obviously, I haven't been watching it, but still, I remember his speech being so good at the Heisman. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of the last. I think that's the last one I watched as well. And then before that, I think the one I watched was years earlier. It, it's, I don't consider it, and I'll tell you why, I don't consider it must-watch because more often than not, we know who's going to win it, right? Most of it's just pomp and circumstance. Yeah. Rarely do you have actual drama at the Heisman Trophy ceremony. You know who's going to get it. I'm also wondering when we're going to have a quarterback like Joe Burrow and a team like LSU. Georgia's been really dominant, but it didn't seem to have like the domination factor that we saw that year with LSU. We'll see. Maybe I'll get some angry tweets from Georgia fans. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.